I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Managing Editor of Healthcare Info Security. Patient genomic sequencing data is increasingly being used by researchers to make new biomedical discoveries, as well as by healthcare providers trying to find the most appropriate treatment for patients based on their genomic makeup. However, inappropriate access and use of that sensitive data poses many ethical questions and privacy concerns. The President's Commission for the Study of Bioethical Issues recently released a new report that makes a number of recommendations for policies to better protect the privacy of patient genomic data. Today, we're talking to Lisa M. Lee, Executive Director of the Presidential Commission. Lisa will explain why the recent study is so important and some of the key recommendations for better protecting the privacy of patients' genomic data. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Marianne. Tell us briefly what your role is at the commission. I'm the executive director here, and in consultation with the chair of the commission, Dr. Amy Gutman, I help to identify the bioethical issues as well as the conceptual and analytical approaches that we use to assess issues that warrant attention um, of the commission. I also help identify, plan, and prioritize our staff's activities in order to facilitate the work of the commission and its subcommittees and other ad hoc working groups, so a coordination kind of role. Why did the Commission decide to study the issue of privacy and genomic data? The role of the Commission really is to advise the President and the Administration on the best way to ensure the country makes use of science and technology in an ethical way. So this project really is a forward-looking analysis of the um, anticipated privacy concerns that could impede progress of the enormous public benefit of whole genome sequencing. Soon the cost of whole genome sequencing will reach near $1,000, well within the reach of other clinical tests currently, and its use in both research and the clinical setting is likely to increase. So to ensure that the scientific and medical progress seeds, uh, individuals have to be willing to share their data, their personal, very personal genomic data. And then in order to, to be willing to share, they have to trust that these data will remain secure. So the privacy is critical in order for us to make progress with this science and technology. The report says that there are discrepancies in public policy regarding the privacy of genomic data. What are the biggest discrepancies? Well, here's an example of of failing to protect individuals fully. So let's say your genome is sequenced at your doctor's office, and um, if you do that, these would be the same data that you would have as your genome sequenced during research. However, the sequenced information collected in your doctor's office currently is protected by HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, and the sequence information collected during research is protected by what's known as the common rule, or IRB protections. Moreover, in many states in the U.S., someone could legally pick up your discarded coffee cup and send a sample of your saliva out and get it sequenced and could show could see if you have any predisposition to certain kinds of diseases, some you might not even want to know that you have a predisposition to. So these exact same data, whether they're collected at your clinician's office by a researcher or by someone you didn't even know, arguably these are your most personal data. They are treated differently depending upon who took your sample and who sequenced your data. So these are just a few of the discrepancies in the kinds of policies that can create confusion and uncertainty when it comes to understanding how to protect some of our most personal data. And this confusion and this uncertainty is a risk for trust, and we need trust in order for people to submit their data.
we looked at the current governance and oversight of genetic and genomic data across states, and it varied dramatically. Protection from intrusion on these data varies from state to state, and some of the risks associated with sharing whole genome sequence data um, concerns people. Only about half state, half of the states currently have protections against surreptitious commercial testing, that is, testing without a person's informed consent. What are the Commission's key recommendations for how privacy of patients' data can be better protected? Well, given the information that we discovered in the analysis and in our uh, look at the data that is there now, we the Commission crafted 12 recommendations that call for five areas. One is strong baseline protections for privacy, while at the same time promoting data access and sharing. So we need to have a safe space for people to share these data. We need a lot of data for these kinds of studies and for progress, and we have to ensure that in order for people to participate in these studies, they can be assured that their data are safe. So the strong baseline protections while promoting access and sharing. Secondly, um, improving data security and access to databases. So uh, ensuring that when people have access, um, those that access is secure and there aren't uh, holes in the security of the data. A fully informed consent process is critical that people who participate in and have their whole genome sequence actually know what it is they're doing, what uh, are aware of what whole genome sequencing is and isn't, are aware of what might be discovered um, and what that might or might not mean. Then, fourth, to uh, facilitate progress in whole genome sequencing through the support of integrating whole genome sequence data into health records. That means really um, allowing safe sharing between clinical information and research information, again, with secure data sharing. And finally, really an important piece is, is the justice piece, which is ensuring that all citizens benefit from the medical advances that result from this technology, ensuring that people have an opportunity to participate in this kind of research so they can benefit um, equitably from this type of from the research. What are the biggest hurdles in getting some of these recommendations enacted? Well, the commission is an advisory committee, as I stated earlier, and it doesn't have the authority to actually pass regulation or, or create new policies. However, the commission is committed to seeing its recommendations implemented and is in regular conversation with other federal agencies that do set regulations. For example, the Department of Health and Human Services and the Office of Human Research Protection. What are some of the possible consequences for patients if current public policies and laws regarding genomic data privacy are not addressed? You know, to realize the enormous promise that whole genome sequencing holds for advancing both clinical care as, as well as the greater public good, individual interests and privacy must be respected and secured. We, we're sure that in order for people to participate, they have to be they have to know that their privacy is being protected. So without such assurance in place, individuals are much less likely to voluntarily supply the data that we need in order to, to achieve this potential benefit that we will all achieve with this life-saving treatment for genetic diseases. As I mentioned earlier, confusion and uncertainty tend to erode trust, and trust is really the key to amassing the large number of genomic 
data sets that we need in order to make these powerful life-saving discoveries. So without the appropriate privacy protections, uh, progress will be, will be slowed. You know, we all stand to benefit and to gain immensely from our society taking the necessary steps to protect privacy in order to facilitate the enormous progress we'll see in this era of, of whole genome and large-scale sequencing. To date, what are some of the biggest or more serious examples of genomic data breaches or misuse? This is an excellent question. When we set out to to look at this question, we looked to find a, a good example of an egregious one of the confirmation of the horror stories. And actually, the good news is we didn't find one. This is really a proactive report. It's on the the cutting edge of the curve here. In other words, the commission recognizes that given how quickly this field is developing and how quickly the cost of the whole genome sequencing is falling, um, the pro- we wanted to, to anticipate as much as we could what the problems would be um, and, and get ahead of them instead of waiting for one of these horror stories to happen. So, But we do recognize that the problems will be here sooner rather than later, so trying to get out ahead of them was, was the purpose here. We did find examples, though, not so much of, of that, that um, serious uh, breach, but of how fear of those kinds of breaches led people, participants in genetic research, for example, to make risk-averse decisions, to realize the benefits of, of whole genome sequencing. Many people have to participate in this lack of trust or this fear that something bad is going to happen to them, either a loss of insurance or a loss of a job or a loss of, of standing in one's community. Um, all of these things, this fear of these things, whether real or perceived, uh, will prevent us from uh, realizing the benefits because it will prevent people from participating in the research. So, for example, one of the stories that we have in the, in the report, a story of Victoria Grove, a woman who had private genetic tests done to see if she had alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency, which ran in her family. And even though she had tested positive for the mutation, she withheld this information from her own doctor for several years until she was in a very difficult medical crisis and had felt she had no choice but to tell her physician and was very worried about disclosing that information. So not the actual event, but lots of fear around sharing this information. Absent any changes to current privacy laws and regulations, what can healthcare providers do to protect patient genomic data, and what should patients be doing to make sure that the privacy of their genomic data is kept? This is an excellent question. The Commission recommended a couple of, of things we could do right now, and that is to have all persons who deal with genomic data prove security and, and access to databases, to be aware of what the issues are, and to ensure that every person who deals with the data, from the person who collects the specimen all the way through the people who do data management to the people who manage the databases for in the IT department, et cetera, anyone who has access to the data, uh, be aware of what their professional response and personal responsibility is to protect the security and access to these databases. And then to be held accountable to the current 
uh, and there are some current uh, policies and, and laws uh, if a breach should occur, whether it's intentional or not. And the other piece in terms of our own protection of our own privacy, that is, to your latter question of what patients can do to protect the privacy of their own data, is really to be fully informed to ensure that when um, one is, is facing the option of a, of a whole genome sequence being run, to actually know what what is going to happen, to ask who is going to have access to these data, for what purposes, and um, how much control, if any, one would have over what's going to happen with the data in the future, where the data will be stored, who will have access, and again, for what purposes. So a couple of very concrete things both providers, healthcare organizations, as well as individuals can do right now. Insurers can't discriminate, can they? Someone has biomarker for some tendency to develop an illness. Can they prevent coverage? GINA, the Genomic Information Non-Discrimination Act, does protect people who have a genetic predisposition for something. Um, It has incomplete coverage, but in our um, examination of the current governance and oversight, it's not a privacy um, law, but it is a non-discrimination law, so it will protect people who are known to have a predisposition from um, employment and other kinds of discrimination. It it does not protect people from long-term disability or from um, life insurance. So there are some gaps in in the legislation, and there are people who are very interested in having those gaps closed. However, there there is some protection for folks. Now, whether people having their whole genome sequence uh, done know that is a different issue. So that doesn't necessarily take care of the fear, but... Um, there are some protections. The other thing that I think is an important point that is given the patchwork of federal and state governance and protections, one of the most important recommendations of the commission uh, specifically was to urge the federal and state was to urge federal and state governments to develop a process to ensure that there's a consistent floor of protections covering whole genome sequencing data regardless of how they were obtained. So as we discussed when we talked about what were the key recommendations and what are the consequences for patients given that policies and laws are variable across states, that states and the federal government get together and think about what kind of consistent floor of protections would cover these data regardless of who obtained them and regardless of where a person resides. Thanks, Lisa. I'm Marianne Kolbisek-McGee for Healthcare Info Security. Thanks for listening.